0: I have a good few fields now that are in need of um, getting a bit of clover into I was, I was up until a couple of years ago, I was afraid of clover and bloat and stuff like that. But um, anything I've, I've planted in clover the last few years, I'm very happy with it. So I think that's probably the way to go with more clover. Probably another bit of multi-species as well.
1: Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chuggers Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information, and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and as part of Signpost Sustainability Week I'm joined by Dairy Beef 500 farmer James O'Sullivan from West Cork who is taking steps to improve the sustainability of his farm by increasing animal performance and incorporating clover and multi-species on his farm. James, you're very welcome. Can you give an overview of your beef system?
0: I suppose I'm farming uh, 31 hectares uh, split between two blocks of land um, near the villages of Leap and Newnhall in West Cork buying in about 90 calves this year uh, from 80 other years i suppose the, trying to finish as many of them as i can off grass before the second winter um at kind of 18 to 22 months I suppose the, the target carcass weight it was at the moment is about 280 kilos
1: and what what's the breakdown is it bulls or heifers of the 90 calves that you're buying
0: um, I suppose it's a bit evenly, 50-50 between bulls and heifers, um, all Angus calves growing in it, two weeks of age.
1: What are you looking for in the calves when you're
0: sourcing them? Health is uh, number one anyway, I suppose they have to be healthy. Um, I'm trying to buy uh, an early calf if I can. All my calves, now this year, are uh, born between probably the middle of, middle of January and the end of February, the very two March calves there. Um, I suppose I am I work as a, an AI technician for once a and so... I'm in a lucky position that I've access to a lot of um, dairy herds um, and I'm, I'm buying calves off, four lads at the moment. Um, I suppose carcass weight, I suppose, is, is a big thing to try and get a bit of the carcass weight in, in, into the calves, I suppose. Um, and there's a bit of tuning for genetics, I suppose, and trying to pick the right bulls for cows and, and stuff like that. But um, most fellas are accommodating up, I suppose, up until... Two years ago, I suppose I, I was buying a lot of my calves from Marks and dealers, but two years ago I changed over to buying them all privately and so far it's worked out well. Anyway. That's
1: great. And I suppose talk through once the calves are bought, how they're managed, once they're bought into your farm and up to in and how are you manage them.
0: Yeah, uh, I suppose when when they come in, there's obviously plenty of straw underneath them uh, at all times as well, and plenty of access to water and, and uh, nuts and stuff. Uh, they're left settled usually for maybe two days, day or two, and they get um their pneumonia vaccines and they're getting one shot for IBR and another shot for uh PI3, NRS Um, and I suppose that's kind of it really they're getting their black leg injections, the the two courses of that, and they're done for coccidiosis as well. They're on twice a day feeding until maybe seven weeks of age and after that then um, I change them over to, to once a day feeding. Um, uh, I try and get them out to grass maybe for a couple of weeks before they're waiting just to, to transition them over to grass. Um, they'd be just out for a few hours maybe during the day and had it near the, near the shed and back in again. And um, I suppose there's a bit of work in it at the start, but once cows get used to coming in and out, there's, there's no issue with them. And, um I think it's 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 worked well now this year in particular. Um they they've transitioned to grass very well. There's no no setbacks really since they've since they've gone out of full time.
1: How are they been managed now since they were weaned?
0: This year now I've 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 kinda of changed from maybe other years I would have given them grass grass paddock for maybe three or four days at a time, but this year I've given fresh grass every every day and it seems to have um helped them a good bit in, in the transition to grass that they're getting they're getting their fresh grass every day. Um they're actually I suppose they were probably behind target other years, which they're probably thirty five kilos ahead of last year's cabs this year already, so um it's worked worked very well, I think.
1: And in relation to last year's cattle, when they were finished, how did they perform?
0: They've done fine from the fact that I got most of them um finished off grass, I suppose the carcass weights are probably still a good bit behind the target um what they're trying to achieve, I suppose they're Last year, no, they were only probably about maybe two forty five, two fifty kilos. But um, I suppose some of that is down to maybe not knowing the genetics of the calves when I was buying it. Buying them, there was always little bits of health issues with pneumonia and stuff in calves. We made a few changes to them. the calves. You know, last winter, um, before the calves arrived, um, but it just try to get better ventilation into the shed and a bit of fine tuning maybe too with um, the vaccination program, um. Just to stay on top, of it a bit better, and it's it, it seems to have um to have worked um a bit better. now this year, In fairness, um, yeah, there was no no major issues with calves up until weaning or after weaning. Um, they seem to be stayed fairly healthy. all through.
1: and overall, what were the management of the cattle in the last hundred days before finish? How do you finish the cattle out of the shed?
0: Most of them would be would be gone. I'd be trying to have maybe. 75% of them have gone off grass uh, before they go in. Um, it's just from, we say, maybe the end of August, pick out the best of them and, and feed them outside at grass for maybe six to six to seven weeks and um, just trying to get as many of them finished as as I can off grass um, to avoid the second winter. I suppose it, it takes big pressure off the, the system if you're, you're not as reliant on it. Um, Big amounts of, of making big amounts of silage. Um, when you don't have that 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 heavier animal going back into the shed, it's mostly wanings that are that um that are eating silage for the winter. So it um it takes the pressure off in the springtime as well. You're not as um you're not as dependent on, on closing up ground a lot of ground for silage. Whereas you can kind of push cattle on in the spring, and you know it um it helps in that side as well.
1: Most definitely. And you have some paddocks sown in multi species. How did you go about receding those paddocks?
0: Yeah, I suppose catching, um, they were similar enough to, to grass grass on this while grass They were burnt off I suppose probably the start of May, but last year sure, I suppose with a long dry summer and we didn't get them receded until maybe the middle middle of in the June. Um they were just burnt off and fell at land levels um and it got three bases. 10, 10, 20, and two tonne of lime to the acre. Um, and it's, it's done very well since since then.
1: And how do you find managing the multi-species swords?
0: It's very similar to the to the grass, really, from the point of view you're, you're trying to graze it. Every three weeks, if you can, for the main part of the grazing season, it probably needs a little bit more minding in, in wet weather. It's slightly more open, I suppose. Um, particularly this year, I suppose, April and May weren't weren't overly dry, they were more wet to dry um and done little bits of damage in it but it's recovered well I suppose. Um I suppose the big thing I see with the last, you know, the first year the, the chicory was very dominant and you really needed to keep on top of it every three weeks because it's it it could it would really take off after the second to third week um and get a of you if you didn't keep on top of it.
1: And from a fertilizer point of view, how much fertilizer has that crop got?
0: This year no all it got was um it was probably grazed um in the middle of February and it got two thousand gallons of slurry after grazing and it probably got twenty units of protected urea with sulfur um in the middle of March and it got nothing all summer. Um it got a, a bag of tin and twenty there um early September and that that was it really. Um and it's I suppose it's, it's performed as good as, as, as a lot of the, the grass the grass only as far as um the clover I suppose has really taken over now in the last um couple of months since midsummer, I suppose it's really finding its feet, I suppose, and, and, and driving the driving the grass on in it as well.
1: And how are they comparing comparing the grass only sword and the grass clover sward in relation to the amount of fertilizer you're using?
0: I have grass clover swords that I'm I'm limiting the amount of nitrogen they get as well because they don't really need it. But I suppose the grass only swards would probably be averaging maybe uh, 100 units of nitrogen to the, the acre so it's a big saving from that point of view I suppose and it's, it's a job less to do especially on outside farms doing fine without, without, without having to spread nitrogen on it.
1: And from a grazing point of view James the stock that have been grazing in comparison the multi-species the grass only swards or the grass clover swards have you seen a difference in performance across the different groups of stock or how they're eating out different swords?
0: It's hard to know if they're performing better or not because they're kind of in the nose of it. Not, it's a mix of grass swords and, and the multi-species, but they're cleaning them out perfectly good in fairness. But, like I say, once you get into them, kind of every three weeks, they're not getting too far ahead of cattle. There's, there's no real issue with the clean-out, I suppose. The first maybe one or two times that they were introduced to, to the multi-species, they might have been a bit slower getting into them, but there's, there's no problem with them after that. They're, they're cleaning them out perfectly Every bit as good as the rest. The rest on this horse.
1: And you've also incorporated some red clover into your system in the past number of years. How have you gone about incorporating that into your paddock system?
0: Yeah, I suppose this this is my first year with the with the red clover. Um, so I've no no big case of it yet. But from from talking to other farmers um, around me, they they seem to be very happy with it in the last couple of years. Um, so I just I I picked the of tree that wasn't need a seeding and. Um, we put in 5 acres uh, this year, um, oh, I suppose the weather was, was very mixed and we were we were setting it, um, so I didn't get a chance to, to roll it, so I'm, I'm just going to graze it you now a couple of times this year, um, a couple of light grazings with calves, just to, to thicken it off a bit.
1: And in your opinion, incorporating multi-species red clover and white clover into your system, how do you think that's improving the sustainability of your beef system?
0: It's reducing our reliance on chemical nitrogen anyway, big time. Like, um, we'll still have to use P&K and keep the pH right, but the, the chemical nitrogen is the big one, I suppose, Um, without reducing our performance from cattle or, or the amount of grass we can grow from them. Um, I suppose that's the, the big thing, really, that we're not losing performance, we're getting the same performance out of it out of from less this, this chemical nitrogen.
1: Most definitely. And going forward, James, what do you see as the next steps for your farm?
0: I have a good few fields now that are in need of um, getting a bit of clover into them. I was, I suppose, up until a couple of years ago, I was afraid of clover and bloat and stuff like that. But um, anything I've I've planted in clover the last few years, I'm very happy with it. So I think that's probably the way to go with more clover. Probably another bit of multi-species as well. Um, And we'll see the red clover. Maybe a bit more red clover, but definitely more a lot more bikes over and, and a bit more multi species, I suppose, in the next the next couple of years. Just, uh, I suppose, reduce uh, the chemical nitrogen that we need further, I suppose, we can.
1: That's great, James. We look forward to seeing how it progresses in the coming year. Thanks, James.
0: Thanks, Catherine.
1: That's all for this week's episode, and my thanks to James for joining me on the show. You can find further updates from the Signpost Sustainability Week on the Chagas website and on Chagas social media platforms. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef program, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.